What's up, everybody? It's Han. You're listening to Han Talks First. This is the podcast you're looking for. The Star Wars show where we talk about everything Star Wars, and we got a bunch of great topics today. And it's cold in LA, so it's nice to be in front of a camera and a computer that's kind of warming me up a little bit, along with all of you bright and shiny faces. If you're an audio listener, welcome back. If you want to see some of the visuals and videos I'll be playing in today's episode, you can hop on over to the YouTube or the Facebook channel and you can see those for yourself. But don't worry because we're going to make it very, we're going to do visual descriptions for you on the show so you don't feel left out. But yeah, it's episode 85. It's a new week. It's a new Monday. I hope you all had a great weekend. I certainly did a busy weekend. Very busy. Had a lot of, and there's a lot of Star Wars news that came out. Uh, we'll maybe we'll talk a little bit more about some of the games that were announced on and other other kind of stuff like that. But yes, you are listening to Han Talks first. We do live streams every Monday and other videos on the YouTube and podcast every Wednesday. And then on Fridays, we have this new segment of Han Talks first where we're covering the WandaVision television series. So we do that every Friday live at 12, 12 or 1 p.m. Pacific time. And I do those with my girlfriend. We both host that show. So if you are joining us live, feel free to send in your questions in the live stream. Tell me who you are. Let me know that you're here. You can ask any questions you want to, and we will answer them for you today. If you are watching this later and you want to support this channel, well, there's many ways to do that. You could buy me a coffee or just help support this channel by sending in tips at the link below www.streamelements.com slash hontalks first slash tip. It's not expected. I'll answer your questions either way, but it's always appreciated if you want to do that, go the extra mile. And if you have been with us for a while and you want to join our team, we have a Patreon page at this link as well. Everything's in the description below. Feel free to go check that out and you get special incentives if you join our Patreon team. So I am joined by a guest today. And I'm going to go ahead and bring him in here. You, He's been on the show once before, a long time ago, when we first started Han Talks First. He's a great friend of mine. He is a fellow musician, and he's just a big Star Wars nerd. So I'm going to welcome Mark Lauren. How's it going, buddy? What's going on? Super Me- happy to be here, man. Super excited. Me too. I've As 2020 as has been going on, I've, I've had like less guests on the show and i had to transition to like doing platforms like this where i can bring people in virtually so it's i'm finally getting around to having more guests on the show but um how you been how was 2020 treating you and what have you been up to recently man 2020 you know you can tell already by the tone of my voice (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah it was definitely uh a challenging year for sure you know for for everybody you know i i I hope I can speak for everybody else, but um, yeah, it was definitely ch- challenging times, you know, dealing with the whole pandemic and 
and losing jobs, getting <laughs> jobs and stuff like that. But I mean, it's it's been there's been definitely some blessings, you know, within the year, you know, um, just excited for for this year, you know, to overcome new new things. One of the highlights of 2020 was that huge Star Wars announcement that happened in November. Were you able to watch that live or just hear about all the new Star Wars coming out? Oh, yeah, definitely. I was able to check it out. I'm super excited for all the new projects. That's uh, that's the most anticipated for. What am I, oh, Kenobi, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Me too, most 100%. definitely. That and uh, the Squadrons movie, that's going to be great too. Oh yeah, Rogue Squadron. Yeah. Uh, I actually just listened to an interview with the director, Patty Jenkins, Patty Jenkins uh, kind of talking about you know working up to start to make this movie. And she just sounds so excited for it and she also has like she's going to tell the story of her her uh dad who passed away who was a a fighter pilot in the air force and uh, she's just like really invested in it and i think that movie's gonna have a lot of heart and uh, i think as far as movies go i'm probably most excited for that one but then the tv show definitely obi-wan especially since hayden is coming back yes (laughs) Super stoked for that! It's gonna be awesome, man. Like bringing all those all old characters back. It's and, it, and it's at the, just the right time too. You know, we all need yeah that Star Wars love to to keep us going, man. <laughs> Most definitely, <laughs> thing. yeah. <laughs> so, like I said, everybody, Mark Lawrence is a musician. You can find him on all platforms where you stream music. Um, you've been busy with some music this year. You actually three days ago just released a new song called "Creep." Do you want to tell us about that? Oh yeah, totally. Uh, yeah, uh, I am a, a house music producer, you know, DJ, doing a lot of uh, electronic music as well as pop and hip hop. But uh, yeah, my track uh, "Creep" uh, was actually released independently um, in the beginning of 2020 or uh, in February, and then uh, yeah, just recently got signed to um, a label out in Spain called uh, Blanco y Negro, Black and White. So um, yeah, it was awesome for them to to uh, put it on their platform, and yeah, let's see uh, where uh, where it heads. Uh, with um, the singer is uh, a good friend of mine named Karina Mora. So yeah, we're super excited to to see what's what's going on. Wow, that's fantastic! I, I didn't know that that last part. That's pretty great. But yeah, if you guys want to check it out, I will link it in the description of this video and this podcast after it is published. So if you want to check it out, it'll be there. Me and Mark also did some songs together as well. Um, oh, yeah. Most recently, a song called Friends. Oh, yeah. Um, which you can also Friends. find online. But yeah, we, we're always creating together. And whether it's music or Star Wars, we're, we're always on, on some kind of level of creativity. So the, la- the last time, Mark, that you were on the show was episode seven of Han Talks First. Ooh. Do you remember what we did, what the topic was? Yeah, I remember coming over and uh, saying that we're, I think we we're speaking about, what were we speaking about? Oh, just we like were... the culture of, of Star Wars and like what it, you know, really brings to people and like, you know, what it means to them. Why is it, why does it make people feel the way they feel? And then uh, I think, I think our favorite movies. Yeah. And uh, the main topic that day was actually, we speculated on the rise of Skywalker, what we thought was going to happen <laughs> oh, in that movie. <laughs> oh, man. So I'm curious because I haven't spoken with you 
since Same. about Star Wars. Yeah. What did you think of Rise of Skywalker? Uh it was it was okay. Like um definitely I know a lot of a lot of fans, hardcore fans out there, um have their you know strong opinions about it. Um I for one you know have definitely have a strong opinion about it. I definitely don't think it was it's definitely not my favorite, but it was um it was a decent film. I'm just trying to be nice, I guess. <laughs> well, what about the like when you first left the theater? For me, it was like I saw it, and I was kind of in like a, a lull space for yeah um, my excitement. But then after I saw it, I was like, "Oh my gosh, uh, I feel great again." But then like a week passed, I saw it again, and I was like, "You know what? It was just okay. It wasn't yeah, wasn't that great." What about exactly. you first? I, first out I of theater, it, I watched it. Tw- twice two two or three times in the theater first time i actually because i was just so hyped on it you know oh uh, yeah everyone was so eager to watch it so watching it and then um just enjoying the movie for what it is and then uh, after the first time i thought it was i thought it was amazing you know you know this is awesome you know whatever they did with the characters um and then the story but then Watching again the second time, I left the theater just like I'm not quite <laughs> sure, sure about this. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> a lot of the people I talked to seem to have that same mindset yeah. when when they were talking about Rise of Skywalker. Um, I'd like to welcome to the chat, Mister High Ground. He says, "Hey, welcome to the show. It's nice to have you back. So glad to see you in the chat board. If you want to." Yeah. You know, throw in your thoughts or questions. We'll try and get to as many as we can today. There so far are five likes on the video. If you are watching live, please give this video a like. It helps out so much. Show your support. Use the force. Push that like button. Please. So today we are talking about a whole bunch of awesome topics today. Here's a quick overview, and then we will jump into some of them here. So we're talking about uh, Mark, actually, you brought this up which i thought was a good idea to talk about we're going to talk about luke skywalker deepfake by corridor crew mm-hmm. we're going to talk about this new star wars book that's coming out that's actually a biographical novel about the skywalkers so it'll be like it'll be an interesting book I'll, we'll talk about that later we're also talking about alan tudyk how he's not going to be in andor season one as k2so kind of shocking news we're all and the last thing we're going to be talking about today are the the Star Wars when Star Wars issued a statement last week about um, condemning the racist and harassment towards their new host of the High Republic TV show. Um, her name is Christina Ariel. So we're going to talk about that today and give our thoughts on it as well. So let's start off today on a high note, and we'll jump into our first segment of the show, which is Star Wars replay. Enjoy. Star Wars Replay! Star Wars Replay is where we replay major moments and events that happened this week in Star Wars history. And this week, back in 1931, John Hollis was born. He, of course, played Lobot in Empire Strikes Back. In 1981, Elijah Wood was born. Yes, he actually voices a Star Wars character, Jace, in Star Wars Resistance. In 1984, Return of the Jedi opened in Egypt for the first time. In 2006, seven Star Wars fans pleaded guilty to pirating Revenge of the Sith in Los Angeles. This was a big case at the time. 
And finally, in 2017, Lucasfilm announced the title of Episode 8 as Star Wars The Last Jedi. That's it for Star Wars Replay. Tune in next week to find out what major moments and events happened next week in Star Wars history. Hey, fun stuff. There's a, there was actually a lot more events that happened this week in Star Wars history. I just had to condense it down to a short amount so we don't like bore you all day. But there was a lot of people born today. But these are some of the most interesting that I found. So I hope you guys enjoyed that segment of the show. And we're going to go ahead and start off with this Luke Skywalker deep fake video that just hit YouTube yesterday, right? It came out yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah, it was funny. I got a text from Mark uh, around like I don't know, eleven a.m. somewhere around then, <laughs> and he was like, "Have you seen? Yeah, ha- dude, you'll love this video." And it was a link to this corridor crew Luke Skywalker deep fake. And I was, as he sent, I was literally watching it on my screen, and I texted him. I was like, "I'm literally watching it right now." So <laughs> you know me very well, Mister Lawrence. Oh yeah. oh yeah. But just to give people some context, I'm going to go ahead and play a short clip of this deep fake so our viewers have some context if you're an audio listener um just stop by the youtube page later and check it out it's at the 14th mark so here is the clip um it's different audio i couldn't use the same audio but here's what we're going to be talking about this is the luke skywalker deep fake by corridor crew So there you go. That's a short clip of what they did. And you can watch the full video. They break down how they did it and et cetera. Um, so Mark, since you want to talk about it, what were your first thoughts on that? Um, I thought it was, uh, they did such an amazing job, you know, corridor digital corridor crew. They, they, um, they're such an amazing studio as far uh, as um, they are creating um, cinematics and uh, what do you call it? A CGI effects. So yeah, I've been, I've been a follower of them. Um, for quite a while already and i just love how they always uh can take uh something and bring it to the next level that's just something i admire um especially about you know stuff that we're passionate about um yeah just watching after watching it and then because seeing that that um season finale of mandalorian and then able to you know we're still in that hype of actually seeing luke come back uh, you still have that, you know, that thought in your head, like this, I mean, it looks great, but you know, it was it, you know, the best that they can do. Granted, it is a, a TV show and, you know, they, they have limited time, but the fact that Corridor Digital were, were able to elevate it and make it look so much more uh, realistic was like mind blowing to me. Really quickly. Um, what were what was going through your head when you watched the finale of Mandalorian season two? Oh my when god! Think, uh, well, because I remember uh, I wasn't able to watch it, you know, right at midnight, you know, when it come when it came out. So I had to wake up like first thing in the morning, and that was the thing I watched. 
Um, and then knowing, uh, seeing that X-Wing come in, I already, I already knew from the get-go that was going to be him. <laughs> yeah, and then... Were you excited? So, Were you, like, jumping off your seat? No, yeah. I mean, I wanted to scream. I was screaming with no with no volume. So I was like, ah! Because all my all my my whole room, all my roommates and stuff, they were still asleep, so I didn't, definitely didn't want to wake them up. But uh, yeah, I was so hyped, man! It was an incredible feeling, and the fact that they, I love that they didn't reveal his face till the end. Like, you know, yeah, there was a couple a couple of minutes of just like, is it him? Is it not him? That's a green lightsaber. That's his. That's his glove. You know, that's I'm what was sure. so great about that episode because you see the X wing, you're like, it's Luke Skywalker, but yeah. the direction of that episode still made you th- th- like double check yourself and rethink maybe it's not and then they throw in like the black robes and the gloved hand and you're like it is but they still had this sense of mystery up until his face reveal and the direction of that episode i think is the best from mandalorian so far it was perfect in my opinion but dude i was right there with you uh but i was screaming audibly (laughs) and it was midnight and I didn't care about all I'm in an apartment complex, so I didn't care yeah. about all my neighbors. And I, <laughs> I usually have the windows open because it gets hot in here and I didn't care. I screamed it at the top of my lungs. No one complained though. So maybe yeah. they were watching it with me, but yeah, I think so. <laughs> it was amazing. So we're talking about the comparisons between this new deep fake versus what they did. So here's the original. This is the one, this is the face that was given to us in that finale. And during at the first time watching it, I thought, you know what? I don't care that it's bad because I get to see Luke Skywalker again. Yeah, I was like, this is what I've been wanting to see for a long, long time. Not not just Luke, but young Luke in his prime. So I was able to put aside the fact that it was a little wonky and just accept it. And then this one came out. This is Corridor Crew's reimagination of that deep fake. Now what they did is a little different. They use the same methods as, as uh, Disney did. They said in their video, they followed this new template that Disney put out about their new deep fake procedure. And they kind of mocked that, but added some of their own stuff to it as well. I was very impressed with this new Luke Skywalker deep fake. I thought it was great considering they're a small independent VFX company. And, you know, I think I'm most impressed actually by the compositing they did with the background. They made all that from scratch. And it looks exactly like it's from the show. And that was what I was most blown away by. But they did do a great job with Luke. And watching their process, you know, here's the old one again. And I think in the video, you can correct me, Mark, if I'm wrong. They said they took 10 days to make this. Is that correct? Yeah, it was like a little under two weeks. Um with reshot reshoots so they i think they um first shot it and then the um, the body double is def- it was who was one of their quarter members um staff members he didn't quite have the same body type as as luke as far as like the his bill and his like where his neck is i think it right here even even here like his neck is still a little bit thinner than um than mark hamill's but, yeah, um, I mean, 
they had to reshoot it so they added more like padding and stuff and brought up his cloak a little bit higher i think they even had to change his hair they put on a wig instead of his natural hair but i mean it looks amazing just just the these two screen grabs like right here like i think it's like night and day i mean yeah granted that regardless they both look amazing yeah the so the one thing their goal was to try and improve luke's face in that finale yeah. uh while i think they did a good job i think it's still on the same caliber as lucas films and the reason why is i'm going to point out because of the the mouth so yeah. in the original majority of the complaints i saw was that it looked like luke skywalker wasn't moving his mouth a lot it was kind of like talking like this it's and the uh, mouth wasn't really moving and it the mouth moved the same way in this version as well and they also say in the video, the eyes and the mouth are the hardest thing to animate in a deep fake. So I think there's still progress to be made with that. I think both both of these versions are fantastic. I do believe Corridor Crew did a great job. Uh, I think actually the background in the Corridor Crew's version is way smoother <laughs> and more detailed <laughs> than original. The yeah, one thing, however, I didn't... effects and stuff like that. Yeah, that's the that's the one thing I thought was kind of played too much was the sparks. I, I liked it the first time for the face reveal. Then it played like three more times, I think, and kind of distracted me. But it was great. It, these guys did a great job. They have you seen their? They do a series called VFX Artist Reacts. Have you seen those? Oh yeah, oh yeah, of course. I love those are incredible. <laughs> so you guys should check them out. <laughs> they do a lot of great videos. Uh, they do some Star Wars stuff too, not just deep fakes, but. Um, They've done tons before as well. Like they made Star Wars R rated with yeah. <laughs> like glory and stuff. Yeah. Like that. It was pretty great. It was pretty great. Okay. So that's it for this Luke Skywalker topic. Uh, again, if you guys haven't seen it, go check it out. Let me know what your thoughts are on it below. Max S4646 says in the chat, I cried like a baby at the finale of Man Hour season two. Dude, I did too. Uh, Max, that was such a, like a an emotional moment for me. Some of the best Star Wars I've seen. I was crying too. There's actually a reaction video I did that's I believe is linked in the description below. You could check that out. Um, it was very emotional, and you shouldn't be ashamed. I'm proud that I cried during that scene. <laughs> um, but thanks for sending that in, Max. And Mr. Highground says perfect ending in my opinion. Right there with you, buddy. I think it was a perfect oh. ending. It almost felt like a series finale, you know. Almost, yeah. All right, so let's go into our second topic today, and we're going to be talking about this new book that was announced by Lucasfilm, and it's a new Skywalker biography book. So on Thursday, last week, it was released that the book called Skywalker, A Family at War will deal with three generations of Skywalker across nine films and several other pieces of canon media. Associate editor of StarWars.com, Kristen Beaver, or Baver, excuse me, will explore not only the characters' lives, but also the key events linked to them that changed the Star Wars universe forever, from Shmi Skywalker all the way to Ben Solo and the Scavenger Ray. This book has it all. So that was their official press release. This is the cover for the book, which is pretty awesome, I think. Look at that. Isn't that great? Let me get rid of this. There we go. Skywalker, a family at war. Now, why are we talking about 
a book like this because it's going to be the first one of its kind from Star Wars. It's it's written from the perspective as they're real people, and it's going to be a biography about their lives. I think that's fascinating. I think that's a great way to write a, a book about Star Wars from a certain point of view. <laughs> so here's a quote from the author. She says, I'm so thrilled to be able to tell the story of the Skywalkers through the lens of a biographer from the... Oh, sorry, guys. I lost my camera for a second. Once. There we go. Okay. <laughs> I knew I wanted to treat the family as if they were real people with compassion and empathy while simultaneously crafting an unfinching portrait of their accomplishments and their failures. These characters are larger than life, yet so fragile and unmistakably human. And that comes into focus when you study how their actions impact the greater galaxy and their family. So it's not announced when this book will actually come out. Uh, I believe it is this year, probably by summer. There's no official date yet, but um, I'm I'm so excited about this book. I I really am. Oftentimes, it's hard for me to get excited about books like this, memoirs, biography type stuff. But I think this is a fresh take. What are your thoughts on this, Mark? Uh, yeah, I think it's going to be a good read. Um, what did you um, describe? It was going to be it was going to be from a different perspective, like um, from the not within the family, just other people's perspective. Is that what it says? Um, yeah, so it'll. It sounds to me like it's going to be chronological. It'll start with Shmi Skywalker, and it'll be like a biography about her life. And then the next chapter will probably be Young Anakin and his biographical story, and then all the way up to Ray and Ben Solo. Yeah, that's gonna be cool. Yeah, because it's definitely gonna include you know some things that we might not know or things that we already know. So it, sh- it should be a fun read for sure. I'll, I'll definitely pick it up. Yeah, I'm most excited about the fact that it's it is fiction, but it's going to be written as nonfiction. I just think that's so cool. And it would yeah. be like because to me, these characters are already real. You know, yeah, <laughs> they exist in my head and in my life. But now it'll it'll kind of amplify that times times ten. I'm I'm just really excited about this book. So you guys should go check out the statement on StarWars.com. Their press release about it. But again, this is the book uh, cover, which I think is pretty beautiful as well. All right. So let's go into our third main topic today. How are you guys doing in the chat? You guys doing okay? I haven't heard from you yet. Let me know if you're doing okay. What do you guys think of all this news that's coming out? I want to hear from you. All right. So our third topic today is talking about Alan Tudyk and his character, K2SO, is actually not going to be in the Andor series. So for those of you who don't know what Alan Tudyk actually looks like, check this out. This is Alan Tudyk and his famed character from Rogue One, K2SO. So while Lucasfilm announced that K2SO was going to be a part of the upcoming Andor series, Alan Tudyk, the actor who helped bring him to life in Rogue One, reveals that he's not currently involved with the series. Now, I have some quotes from him that I'll read, but I just want to start off by saying, what? What? When they announced the show, they brought him and, um, uh, gosh, what's his name? Diego Luna on stage yeah. to announce the show. And now they're like, oh, no, he's not going to be in it. Like, what's, why, why do you, why would they do that? I mean, I understand maybe he's busy, but they made the announcement with him. Uh, what are your first thoughts on this? Have you heard of this already or is this news? No, to you? I mean, um, yeah, this is actually news to me. Like, um, 
he was such you know his character and him was such a big part of 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 that film and in my opinion he was you know he stole the show um for him to not be part of the um this this new project um that's kind of it's kind of mind-blowing i mean you know i'm scratching my head on on what's actually going on you know what's the real story behind that what's the real reason so yeah there's there's got to be something else i I, for one, am not what wasn't excited about Andor from the first time it was announced. Um, I'm going to watch it, of course, because I host a Star Wars channel. But the <laughs> when I when they announced K2SO was going to be his sidekick in the show, I was like, OK, you know, I really like K2. Um, yeah. And I love their their banter, their relationship they have. So I was I was a little bit more excited. But now that I hear he's not going to be in it, I'm just kind of right back to where I was before. And that that kind of saddens me. Oh, look at that. Aisa's in the chat. <laughs> Hi, doing well. Love the stream. Hello, Aisa. We were actually just talking about you with a song we all did together called Friends. Again, yep. there'll be links in to see you. <laughs> Max S is back and he says, I'm not a big fan that he is not in season one. We're not either, dude. <laughs> we're not <laughs> either. Let me share some of these quotes that I have from Alan Tudyk himself. Okay, so he says, they're shooting it right now. I'm not in it. But if it stays on the air, stories keep getting told, I'll end up in there. I turn 50 in March, so I hope they're getting into it soon because I'm not going to be on stilts in like five years. I am not doing it. (laughs) So he expressed, you know, he's definitely interested in being in the show. And it sounds like maybe he was expecting to be in it. And he also says, you know, he's getting older and being on those stilts all day to play that robot is it's it's hard on your shins and on his legs. And the fact that he's getting older. So he's saying, I hope they do it like soon because I'm not going to want to do it later, which is kind of sad to hear, because what if the show's successful and it keeps getting renewed for seasons? You know, I mean, but that's that's from his sounds like. When they were announced that he was going to be in the show with Diego Luna, they hadn't even written the script yet, maybe, and that he didn't know he thought he was going to be in it. But this is very interesting news, and also kind of sad to hear that you know he hopes he gets included because he's getting older and might not be able to walk on the stilts anymore. You have any thoughts yeah. on this, Mark? Um, on the fact that on his physicality, you know, I, under, I definitely understand that. You know, hitting your fifties and you know. Won't, you won't be able to do as many physical things as as you used to, but the I don't know. I guess it was it's misunderstanding of what's why would they bring him on and then him stating that he's not going to be actually on the show. I'm thinking he might be on the second season if it gets renewed for a second season. But that's what know, it sounds like. Yeah, yeah, but it's still confusing to to the fans, you know, for people who are anticipating the show, like, why would you bring him on to, to show, you know, that he's going to be on it? Cause what if it doesn't, you know, work this first season? Yeah. So, I mean, Tony Gilroy is the showrunner for this show. You know, he's the, the secret director for rogue one who they claim was directed by Gareth Edwards, but I do believe Tony Gilroy directed the majority of that movie and made it really great. He's show running it. 
he's obviously attached to the story because he wasn't interested in doing Star Wars at all to, in the beginning of Rogue One. But he's into it because he's invested in the story and these characters. So I trust him. You know, similar to how I trust Favreau to run the Mandalorian, even though I have no idea how to go with it, you know? Yeah. But it's it's sad news in general that, you know, Alan Tudyk's not going to be in it. He's great in everything, in all the stuff he does. I think he's wonderful. All right, let me check the chat here. Isis says, oh, I missed that part. Well, there's this great little feature called Rewind that you can do on YouTube. <laughs> and... um you can check out any part of the show that you missed, but <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm giving her a hard time because I know everybody. All right, so we're going to move into our last topic today. Our last topic isn't... It's not a, a fun topic to talk about. And to be honest with you, I'd really... I didn't want to talk about it, but I, I think it's important. And... You know, it's 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 important to be aware of this kind of stuff and to, you know, it is important to talk about it rather than just ignoring it and hoping it goes away. And I'm thinking about um, this new issue that happened on social media. Star Wars issued a statement last week condemning racist harassment against their employees. And I'll be reading from an article on Insider that you guys can check out if you want to. So um, this is kind of an outside perspective on it. It's nothing too one-sided. So Star Wars has condemned bullying and racism directed at Christina Ariel, but many fans are underwhelmed by the statement, seeing it as long overdue. So first we have to address who is Christina Ariel. Okay. Well, here's a picture on her Instagram that she posted recently. And she was recently announced as the new host of the High Republic show, which is an upcoming web series that will explore the creation of the new High Republic comics and books. And you can see in her post here, she says, I can officially scream. I'm the host of the new official web series, High Republic show. The first episode airs January 27th, which is actually in two days. So if you guys want to check it out, go ahead. And she says, it's the officials on the official Star Wars YouTube channel. Thank you so much. Incredible opportunity. And she can't wait to explore the High Republic era. So yeah, Star Wars has, three shows on their YouTube now, the Star Wars show, um, what's new this week, and now the High Republic show. So congrats to you, Christina, for being a host of that. I've always kind of wanted to be a host on a Star Wars show, like on the YouTube channel for a while. So I'm excited to see other people get it too. Um, but yeah, so Ariel has since, since posting, I've been subject to a bunch of racist vitriol um, from all corners of the Star Wars fandom largely in response to her tweets when she was condemning systemic racism in the U.S. And we've been having a lot of issues with that recently. Way too much for the, this past year. And it's, it's, it's sad, it's disgusting, it's disturbing. And uh, unfortunately, we have to talk about it again here today. But again, I think talking about it will help get rid of it in some way. You know, But it's important to talk about these things. So I'm going to put this up really quickly. These are just a few of the examples she put up on her Twitter. And I know it's a little disturbing to look at, but these are some of the messages she's been getting from people. And, you know, they're using uh, discriminatory names. They're uh, putting slander in there, just terrible things to say to this person. And all she did was just say, it's, it's important for us to understand systemic racism and how it's bad. And it's, it's, it's just bad for everybody in the, in the community. 
So on Friday, the official Star Wars account on Twitter responded to the mounting harassment with this post here. We support, uh, I'm sorry, uh, our Star Wars community is one of hope and inclusivity. We do not stand for bullying and racism. We support Christina Ariel, as do we on this show, very much so. And many fans were appreciative of this statement, describing it as important. However, there were also many fans that were quick to note past failures by the franchise to protect its um, cast and crew members of color. An example here from Julia Alexander from The Verge writes, It's great to see Lucasfilm and Disney realize that they should stand up for members of their community who face unspeakable hateful harassment. It's still infuriating they did not do this for John Boyega, Kelly Marie Tran, Daisy Ridley. This is good, but we as fans should always ask for better. And uh, it's true. You know, if, for those of you that don't know, Kelly Marie Tran was bullied off of social media. Daisy Ridley got sick of social media and she left as well. John Boyega, he's, he suffered harassment on social media as well. But re what really did it for him was just the fact that he thought his character in the Skywalker saga was was treated poorly. And because he was a person of color and they he claims they just put him in there to kind of check off a box and didn't really care about what they were going to do with him. Yeah. One of the biggest examples of this is the, the Force Awakens poster. Here's a post uh, picture of it here. So the American poster shows him as a main character, a very big character on the actual paper itself. But then the Chinese poster came out and they shrunk his character because they thought that he was putting a black person in their poster would give it less box office revenue. So they shrunk him and he was hurt by this, understandably so. But the main thing today we're talking about is Christina Ariel. Overall, um, like I said, it's disturbing to read and talk about, but it's important for us to kind of explain what's going on. And Mark, I'm glad you're here today because being a person of color, I, I'm sure you have a a complete different look at this than I do, uh, a different perspective, unfortunately. And I'm sure you've dealt with stuff like this before too. So I would love to hear your thoughts on this and, you know, any examples you can think of that, you know, you can relate with in your personal life. Just what, what do you think about all this sad news? Yeah. I mean, it's um, just overall, it's, it's a, it's very saddening to, to hear the news uh, about, about this and the fact that, we're you know we're subjected to to treating people and bullying people you know based on on the color of their skin like you know like and the fact that this is within a community of something like star wars where the characters are are diverse as as much as you know the, the world is but the fact that there's still hatred and and bullying uh, against one person who who is just trying to do the best that they can for you know for something that everybody loves is 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 very heartbreaking, and you know I'm glad that that Disney and Lucasfilm, Star Wars as a franchise is you know backing her and just definitely condemning any kind of you know racial behavior you know towards towards her because i mean you know that that doesn't do anything that doesn't change you know it's just a bad example you know that's not who we are as as you know as these as star wars fans you know like 
it's very very heartbreaking to hear you know yeah um, i'm glad that you know at least you know there's there's a, a small change that's happening even though it's you know it's not going to change the um the full situation which is you know racism you know that's just you know it's another step you know in the right direction you you bring up a great point about star wars always having been inclusive and it's not just current events where star wars has suffered from uh this this vitriol and harassment towards their cast and crew and employees ahmed best is a great example from the prequels jar jar binks that guy got all the hate anybody had towards the Phantom Menace, whether it was about Jar Jar Binks or not, it was directed at Ahmed Best, and he suffered a lot for that. Thankfully, he's in a good place now. Another example yeah. is um, the boy who played young Anakin. I'm blanking on his name, but he also suffered a lot of harassment. Oh, Jake Lloyd? News. Jake Lloyd, thank you, yeah. So, but the I think... Um, Julia Alexander from The Verge brings up a good point. You know, it's great that they Star Wars made this announcement and defended her, but why did it take so long yeah. for them to do that? Why didn't they come out when Kelly Marie Chan was harassed, when Daisy Ridley, the star of those those films, came out? Because it's not just about the fact that these are uh, people of color, not Daisy Ridley, but they're also women. Most yeah. of the women get hated on the most. And so I don't understand because some of the most important Star Wars characters are women. Princess Leia, for one, the the obvious answer. <laughs> Love that shirt. <laughs> and everyone everyone loves Leia. You know what? I understand there's problems people have with like a storyline or dialogue that may not even be their fault. But to hate on the person themselves, it just. The main issue is why is Lucasfilm so delayed on standing up for these people? You know, I'm sure they've had their own discussions in house with everybody, you know, but uh, something that gets this big, they have to make a public statement about it, I believe. And something like the High Republic show, which, to be honest with you, is not going to be the highest ranking thing on their YouTube. It's a smaller thing compared to these bigger movies that they've had. Yeah. They address the smaller ones, but not the bigger ones. And I, I'm kind of struggling trying to find out like what took so long for them to address it for, you know, for women or people of color. What do you, what do you think about that? I mean, it's, it's always better to do something than rather not to do anything, you know, better late than never, I guess. But it's, it sucks that it, ha- it came down to that, you know, why is it you know this this situation made them come out and and speak so i mean on a on a bigger picture you know it's it's at least they said something you know then rather than ignoring it themselves as well just creating making the, the problem even bigger so yeah i think from here on out you know the, the whole franchise and the company is you know will always you know support from here on out but it's just it, it does suck that it, it you know it took them so long you know i agree with that because yeah especially with john boyega's you know situation like he was supposed to be a you know full-blown jedi you know <laughs> right you're right yeah i john boyega was actually i thought had the most interesting 
potential story. A stormtrooper that, you know, abandons the Empire and joins the Rebels. Could have been an amazing story in that. One of the potential characters. Great story. Some of the people in the chat are chiming in as well. Max S4646 says, I'm sad that we have to fight against racism in 2021. You know, it's it seems like it's one of those things that could go away one day, but for some reason it's I feel like we're we haven't moved we've gone backwards and I feel like we're in the sixties again where things are in twenty twenty it was pretty bad. But yeah, in twenty twenty one you're right. Mr. Highground says Jar Jar is amazing. Jar Jar is amazing. <laughs> I did a video about Jar Jar Binks last week, um, which is kind of a funny video if you guys want to check it out. Not directly about Jar Jar Binks, but somebody attacked um, a person with a Jar Jar Binks model and it like oh. broke their ribs. And I'm explaining it terribly, but it's a funny video and it's a true story. <laughs> <laughs> you go check it out. Oh it's crazy God. stuff in the UK. Aisa <laughs> says it wasn't trendy to stand up for racism and discrimination then. And it's a trend now. It wasn't trendy to stand up for racism and discrimination then. Oh, I see. Yeah, I see what she's saying. Yeah. I mean, and that's true because of social media. You know, if, you know, someone, someone like, like Bernie Sanders back in the day who, you know, stood up for civil rights and everything like that, you know, he did what he did, but, you know, no one really talks about it until now, you know? Yeah. Um, Mr. Highground says you should make a playlist of your live stream so we can see what you were discussing if we missed it. There is a playlist for the live streams. If you go over to the YouTube main page, click on playlist, there is a live stream list where you can see everything that we do live. Um, and also, obviously, the podcast, they're listed as live stream as well. But thank you for the suggestion. Uh, I hope you go check those out. And if you do, leave a comment so I know which ones you you liked. Um, I used to ask what happened with Daisy. Uh, so this was a long time ago. I think during Force Awakens, she was kind of just overwhelmed with the the press and the the fanfare, and uh, she was also getting like harassed uh, and you know, sexually and um, uh, gender based harassment um, for being in the Force Awakens, and it caused her to get rid of all of her social media. So she hasn't been on it since, and it's kind of yeah. sad because I I used to follow her and I really loved her posts, and now we. If we see from her, it's in an interview, which is kind of kind of sad yeah. to see. People have a hard time with change, you know. It's like yeah. the fact that she was the first female lead in a in the Star Wars franchise. You know, people didn't. Some people didn't like that. You know, so they're used to always having a male, a male lead, male hero. Again, another a great example of a another fantastic character that had great potential as well. Um, that's a different story, but yes, the first lead in that we've seen in Star Wars um, at all. What's funny though, uh, Mark, I don't know if you watch my show regularly, but last Wednesday I did an episode about the original versions of Star Wars: A New Hope. Did you know Luke Skywalker in the third draft of that script was going to be a woman? I did not know that actually. <laughs> so George Lucas was he realized in the, I think it was second or third draft that he didn't have a, a lead female and he wanted a lead female. He had princess Leia in there, but she was at this point, a side character, not important, very little screen time. And so he was like, I'll just make Luke Skywalker female lead. No one's really done that. And 
which would have been amazing, I think, for that time period, would have never been done before, you know? The only reason he switched it back was because he wanted Luke to be a reflection on himself. Hence, Luke Lucas, George Lucas. So that's the only reason. But at one point, Luke Skywalker was a girl. It's a very interesting thing to think about. Thanks. Speaking <laughs> of the older Star Wars and staying on this topic of systemic racism and inclusiveness in Star Wars, you know, the charge that Star Wars is racist dates all the way back to 1977. This isn't a new thing. Back then, people complained that the only person of color in the original film was Darth Vader, not because he was voiced by an African-American, but because he was literally black. Those were real complaints that were given by people at that time period. And to counter this criticism, that's when George Lucas decided to hire Billy D. Williams in The Empire Strikes Back. Now, he didn't do that because he had to. He had to. Originally, Han Solo was actually going to be an African-American. That's also covered in last week's episode of the original scripts of A New Hope. Originally, Princess Leia was a Japanese girl. Han Solo was a black man. And Luke Skywalker was a white man. And he wanted to have a very diverse cast. So Billy D. Williams was eventually going to be, maybe not Billy D., but there was going to be people of color. But the criticism towards A New Hope encouraged him to like go ahead and boot it up forward a little bit more. Yeah. And it wasn't until Return of the Jedi that we actually saw for the first time Asians and uh, blacks and females as X-Wing pilots. So it was slowly getting more diverse, but you got to remember at the time, it was rare to do that kind of thing. So he took his time with it, but at a certain point, everything began to become very inclusive and diversive. And Star Wars, I believe, has always made a statement against discrimination in the vocabulary of space fantasy. And I'll explain what I mean that it's, you know, in the original trilogy, when you think of the empire, Mark, who are the bad guys? They're a bunch of white British dudes, right? Yeah. <laughs> the bad guys are a bunch of white, white British men. And even, even the, the bounty hunters they hire, though, those are the only ones that are like aliens, right? But everyone else is a white man. But even then, they refer, like the Imperials refer to those bounty hunters as scum or alien scum. And the Empire remains distinctly xenophobic and speciesist in, as an organization. Yeah. Now, the rebels, you could argue, also had no humans of color, but they are welcome to non humans such as Wookiees, Calamari, Solistani, and they. You know, while they didn't have many people of color until Return of the Jedi, they were in a metaphorical way open to all all races and species by including different um, aliens and creatures, while as the Empire did not. So that's how they were metaphorically relating to this racism in our world in that way. And I have a quote here from George Lucas about this whole uh, topic. As this was a um, Back in the 80s, he said, one of the main themes in these films is having organisms realize that they must live together for mutual advantage. Not just human beings, but all living things in the galaxy are part of a greater whole. And that's kind of what we've been talking about here today in our own world and in the Star Wars world. It's important to be inclusive and diverse in everything you do. 
and it's sad when things don't go that way. But you know what? That's that's just the empire, and we got to take them down. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, that's I mean, <laughs> I mean, the whole story has so many metaphors for for real life situations. You know, very much so. Yeah, and yeah, not just that. Like um, politics as well. Obviously, prequels. Oh yeah, so definitely. <laughs> what do you think? What are your thoughts on? Um, the Japanese characters, <laughs> the Phantom Menace. Oh, the the uh, the aliens! Now there are two of them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, first of all, I'm I'm glad they were trying to get in diverse cast members, but those aliens would have been so much better if they were if they were subtitled with like alien voices. Yeah, you know? totally. would have been, It would have taken out the cheese a little bit, but it also would have been a little bit more intimidating, I think. But I don't know. They were always kind of wonky. They were like the Luke deep fake we have now where their lips don't really match what they're saying. <laughs> My favorite was from Revenge of the Sith, the one that had the surfer surfer voice. He's coming from the main hangar bay. Oh. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's de- he was definitely a, a SoCal surfer. California representation. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, you know what's uh, what I just read recently? This has nothing to do with Star Wars, but we've kind of covered all our main topics. <laughs> but so, I mean, it's me and you know that COVID is really bad in LA. Uh, it's the hot yeah. spot of the world for those of you that don't live here or are knowledgeable in that. Sure LA is the hot spot of the world, over a million cases. And they announced yesterday, I think, that some scientists have trained dogs to sniff out covid in humans so the first i've heard of it wow so they're using it for uh football games so if or basketball i'm not really sure i don't follow sports mlb so okay baseball so if someone wants to go to the game they walk through like a, a line where a dog sniffs them and they can sniff out if they have COVID or not. And if they have it, the dog sits down and it's proven to be 94% effective. I think that's crazy. Isn't that crazy that a dog that's can <laughs> sniff it out? Yeah, that is pretty crazy, but also very useful. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That dog, that dog reserves a, a medal, a medal of honor. I'm going to have to get one of those dogs and train them so I can have parties again. <laughs> Anyone who's curious about harming the dogs, don't worry there. Dogs can't get coronavirus. So don't worry about that. Um, well, that's it for that last topic today. Um, Mark, do you have anything else to say on you know that topic specifically? If not, we could just talk about whatever. I hope to God that it's never a topic again. You know, to be honest, you know, like, which is going to, you know, it's a hard question, you know, hard thing to ask for, but just because it's so prevalent with our society. But, you know, I hope it's it's never, you know, an issue that, you know, that we have to deal with, but it's going to be a slow battle. You know, it it is a it is a big ask, but it's a fair ask. And we're we're seeing Star Wars do a lot more inclusivity and diversity the they're bringing in um lgbt characters there was two in the rise of skywalker yes, yeah. um 
that is a, another story towards this. You know why the the hypocrisy from uh, this this Twitter statement. You know because they cut out the female female kiss in the Chinese version yeah. of the Rise of Skywalker. So it's like if you're going to make a statement like this, you have to take action as well. You know, words are great, but doing something about it is even is even better. You know, don't worry about the the monetary value of something. You know, if you're going to put a, a lesbian or a gay person in your story, go f- go full on. Like, don't be afraid. You know, I mean, yeah. it'll hurt a little bit, but China will progress someday too you know (laughs) if that's the and i don't understand all the history about that but this is just what has been reported on and facts that you know they diminish uh lgbt and african-american characters for the sake of china market which is it's bizarre to me but yes i think things are going to get better you know they're they're doing a lot of great stuff recently and um especially with the mandalorian like that when they bring in a uh, on the ending of season two, when they had all those girls fight uh, in the in the last bit, and it was just the girls fighting, it was, it, so was awesome. um, it didn't feel forced, you know. It, it didn't. I, and I loved it. I absolutely loved it. You know, sometimes if I relate it back to the Avengers Endgame, when all the females I'm, I'm about to say that. <laughs> that was a great scene, but it was a little forced. I'm not gonna lie. Was. I love it. I love it. Love it. But it's it just made execution. Sense. Yeah. And this one, it made sense in the Mandalorian and it was pretty great. Um, dude, I, I miss Marvel movies. It's been a while since we've had one. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, we were supposed to get black widow last year. That's being delayed. Who even knows when it's going to really come out, but I'm super excited for all the other projects that's happening. Are you watching WandaVision? Yeah, I am, and I don't really have an opinion on it yet. I'm not sure if I like it. I'm not sure if I hate it. It's just, I'm lo- yeah, I'm just watching just those fr- first few episodes. I mean, it's entertaining, you know, nonetheless. But I, well, if you if you start to like it, you should come join me and my girlfriend on our our WandaVision show. If you find oh, yourself enjoying the show, definitely come on and talk about it. Yeah, let's give it a couple more weeks. <laughs> Mr. Highground says, great stream today. You never disappoint me. Thanks for sharing your thoughts. Thank you, Mr. Highground, for being here, not just today, but on other shows as well. It, I, it means so much to me that you guys come back and listen. And, you know, if you're still with us and you want any other questions asked, you know, we'll be happy to answer them with the little bit of time we have left here. Uh, but no, thank you. Thank you for being here. Um, and Aisa says, from drug dogs to COVID dogs. <laughs> Yeah, and you said it better than I could. Whoa. <laughs> um, cool. Um, real quick, before we um, get out of here, we're going to take a second and hear from our sponsor of today's episode. So uh, sit back for just a minute here and take a listen. Thank you so much for watching. Today's video is sponsored by Audible. Audible is an online audiobook and podcast service that allows users to purchase and stream audiobooks and other forms of spoken word content. And because you listen to my show, I'm going to give you a 30-day free trial to Audible. Just go to the link in the description below, www.audibletrial.com slash first. My resolution this year is to read more books. They make you smarter, but they can also bring you closer to the things you love, like 
Star Wars. Now, if you're like me and you try to get your hands on every single Star Wars book you can possibly find, then you probably have the same problem I do. Shelf space. But it's not just about that. Audible is the leading creator and provider of premium audio storytelling, enriching the lives of millions of listeners every day. Audible has everything you need. Audiobooks, Audible Originals, podcasts, and more. Thousands of titles. And you can listen anywhere, anytime, on your phone, on your computer, in your car, and they're always launching new content. And it's less than 10 bucks a month with the Audible Plus plan. But like I said, you can get 30 days for free with the link in the description below, www.audibletrial.com slash Han Talks First. It's time to start listening, my friends. Link below. Enjoy. So yes, thank you, Audible, for sponsoring this show. And if you guys want to use their services, you won't be disappointed. Go to the link below. Um, that's really all I got today, Mark. What about you? Hey, Any last thoughts? Uh, no, just thank you so much for having me, man. It was a it was a pleasure, and it was a lot of fun. You know, I hope to be back again and uh, discuss more more Star Wars with you, man. It's always a fun time. Oh hell yeah! Uh, real quick before uh, we get out of here. Just give me one favorite Star Wars moment, battle, character, movie. Just give me one thing about why you love Star Wars, and then we'll get out of here. Oh, uh, you you know me. I'm a, I'm I'm definitely a, like a, a fight scene guy. Like I, I love lightsaber battles, and uh, one scene I always watch at least dozens of times a year <laughs> is just that scene from the phantom menace where obi-wan and darth Maul go at it right when the laser door opens just those the, the combination <laughs> of moves always is, is is a great choreography and it's one of my favorite scenes it's it's one of the best things in star wars george lucas wow. killed it uh ewan killed it hayden kill or not hayden <laughs> <laughs> Oh, um, I can't wait for that. Kenobi. Oh, it's going to be awesome. We'll do a show when that comes out together. Too. Yes, please, please. Tell people where they can find your content and your social media and all that kind of all that Totally, kind of for sure. Yeah, um, you can find my music all on Spotify, Apple Music, whatever platform you choose to use. I also have a YouTube channel, uh, all music related, called Barcada, Barcada Music. So, um. Go ahead and check that out if you can. We do music video reactions, and uh, it's going to be a fun time. Send me a link to that, and totally. I will put it in the description of this video so they can check it out. For sure. And then um, social media, too. Did you? Oh, yeah. That? You can find me uh Mark Lawrence Music on, on everything. M-A-R-C with a C. Go check out some of his stuff online, guys. Again, I'll put some links in the description below. Um, that's it for Mark. Thank you so much for being here, man. And um, for everybody else, thank you so much for being here today. This was a great stream with a great friend. You can find us on Wednesday here on the YouTube and on the podcast doing another episode. And on Friday, we have a live show hosted by me and my girlfriend talking about WandaVision. It's the WandaVision after show. So you can come check us out there. And that's it for today, guys. I hope you enjoyed the show. Leave a comment below what you thought, what you want to hear us talk about next week or on Wednesday. Like this because it helps tremendously. And until next time, my friends, somehow, someway, somewhere this week, may the force be with you. So who talks first? You talk first. I talk first.